Just after 9 o'clock, good morning. This is Bernie Radio 103.9 FM. And coming up at 9.30 is the Sunny Melindra Show. But the inspirational hour begins now with God and Our Dogs with Meg Greer. The following is sponsored by GodandOurDogs.com. And this is Bernie Radio. Live or love the Western lifestyle? Then Wheeler's Western Outfitters and Bernie is your dream store. Hi, I'm Dale Garner. With 40,000 square feet, find a full line of hats, boots, trendy women's boutique, hunting gear, high-end horse trailers and feed for your dogs, horses, and livestock. We believe in quality products, honest advice, and friendly service. It is the Wheeler's way of life. That's Wheeler's Western Outfitters, IH10, and Bernie, or Wheeler'sTX.com. Discover a new perspective. God and our dogs. God and our dogs. Welcome to God and Our Dogs with Meg Greer. Join us online at GodandOurDogs.com. Subscribe, share, and stay. Now here's your host, Meg Greer. Welcome to God and Our Dogs. This is Meg Greer, your host. Our vision on God and Our Dogs is discovering a new perspective and rely on God the way our dogs rely on us. How does it happen? The same way our other relationships grow, spending time together, learning about one another, developing trust, and experiencing transformation. Dog stories shared on the show reveal God in new ways. We look in the mirror of our dogs. In the reflection, we find aha moments, bringing to light a deeper understanding of love, value, purpose, and belonging. Find us at GodInOurDogs.com. Click follow on the God In Our Dogs page on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast site and on YouTube, where you will find bonus material from our guests. Thanks to the folks at Wheeler's Western Outfitters for a great spot to record our show. Our guest today on God and Our Dogs is Ross Powell. Ross is the founder of Survival 401k, and you would describe him as someone who's funny, witty, and affable. But best of all, his dogs would introduce him as loving and generous. Ross Powell, thank you for joining us on God and Our Dogs. Thank you, Meg. It's great to be here with you. Yeah, I'm so excited for everybody to to learn about all of your neat experiences right now with, with your dogs. But let's start a little bit closer to the beginning. Um, tell us a little bit about your childhood experience with dogs. Sure. I, I mean, I was born, raised, and semi-educated here in San Antonio area uh, back in the day, and, and I grew up with dogs. I had a St. Bernard and a Beagle. And so back in the day, in those days, when you're in the 70s growing up, uh, 60s and 70s growing up, you would just rode your bicycle out. And there was no TV. There was no video game. There was no internet. The TV had three channels, and there was uh-huh. no remote. Right. So the remote was the child changing the channel for your parents. Or Exactly. Right? I remember those days. I remember those days. Those are actually simpler days, maybe a little easier. Oh, you'd ride your bicycle. My Sampo and I would ride right next to me, no leash or, or anything. And we'd just go to my friends, and she would wait outside. Her name was Abigail. She was 125 pounds. Oh, 130. wow. My father called her a 125-pound squirrel dog because you'd— they think of a St. Bernard trying to stalk a squirrel, uh-huh. right? That's just pretty funny just to watch Yes, it, it is. not like they can hide behind the tree or anything. Yeah. So I had her, and then I also had Colonel, which was a beagle, uh, but he mostly liked it. He was older, but he liked to sleep and, and uh, just kind of cruise the neighborhood back in, in those days. You just didn't, really didn't have any fences. It was in the Hollywood Park area of San Antonio, mm-hmm. which is, and so the, the lots were larger. And when we lived there, 
there was a big ranch behind us. There was no no fencing, no other houses behind us. So we would just go and Abigail and Colonel would just go. I'd go with my BB gun and just go walking yeah. around out in the out in the woods with them, and then come home. So that was really a lot of fun. I can't really imagine having a Saint Bernard in San Antonio. Did she like to go out during the summer? Or? Well, she was short haired. She wasn't okay. like a long. So she, they have a short, smooth coat. Saint oh, Bernard. I didn't realize that. Yeah, so she was more mastiff looking than she was Saint Bernard. Ah, I so, see. So, but she was still a very big, large dog, and mm-hmm. and it was shovel ready all, all the time. <laughs> Okay, I can only imagine yeah, that as yeah, a kid. You're yeah. rather busy. Yeah, rather busy, yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, my goodness. When did you start getting dogs as an adult? Pretty much had a dog even in college. I, I mm. got a little husky puppy when I was at Tech mm-hmm. and ended up having to get rid of him because you can't have a dog in the dorm, and I was found out that the hard way. Oh, and that was so, sad. Yeah, but when I had an apartment, we had a puppy or a dog there. So I pretty much had a dog all my life. Mm-hmm. Um, it just seems like the normal part of my personality, just a, always had a dog. Yeah, yeah. They're such great companions. Right. As an adult, how did you feel called to get involved with Canines for Christ? Well, my wife and I, we, we've had, I think at the time, three dogs, and we were just thinking the God's calling us to something more because she was doing sports with her, one of our dogs called Haley and doing agility and things like that. And and so we think, well, there's got to be more to life than just sports. And so God was just tugging on our hearts. And at that time, I was doing podcasts for different groups, and I was being a lot of guests on a lot of different shows. And so I was checking up on the, the after the show I did and went to the went to his website, and there was a banner ad for Canines for Christ on there. And my oh. wife and I were like, what is that? And he was a friend of my friend, which I didn't know. But mm-hmm. So we called that number, and they described what it was, and we joined the next day, I believe. Oh, wow. So tell us a little bit about Canines for Christ and what, uh, what that organization does. Oh, absolutely. Canines for Christ is a therapy dog ministry. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we go into wherever there's stress or there's chaos or oppression or grief. We go and bring the dogs in, and they can actually just calm people's hearts. And they always, they're always a gateway to people to talk about themselves or their situation, or they'll tell you their story. Primarily, we're a ministry of presence. We want to be there for people, listen to them. Jill and I are chaplains in the organization, so we go and minister to people. We listen to their story. We go to the police stations. We go to the 911 call centers. We go to hospice centers, hospitals. Any, any place where people are really under a lot of stress. Mm-hmm. How long have you been doing that? Since 2018. How many dogs have you gotten involved in your ministry? Oh, two of them. We have Rocco mm-hmm. and Molly. Okay. And did you have some dogs before Rocco and Molly? We had Haley was the Haley first was one. Haley was the first one. Haley was the first one, but she got really attached to Jill, and she just kind of showed, not aggression, but just, it's just better to retire her, and then that's when Molly came aboard, and then mm-hmm. and we, we actually rescued Rocco out of a out of a backyard, and we, yeah, he was a foster fail. Oh, yeah. I've had other guests that have had foster fails. Right. And I, I guess um, that's kind of sad about Haley in one way that she couldn't serve that way any mm-hmm. longer. But I could see that would be a real impediment for her to be able to connect with other people. Right. And so she didn't, she didn't growl or bite anybody, but she was just, you could just tell she showed behaviors that being protective of Jill. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so just kind of time to step away. Yeah. So what have been some of your more memorable experiences in Canines for Christ? Sure. I, th- I think one of the biggest ones, and which actually will bring us back, it'll be part of the story of Hope for Hounds and, and the genesis of that, is that we ministered down at ch- communities under the bridge downtown for the uh-huh. homeless. And so we were down there and we were talking to the homeless and bringing the dogs in and people just broke down. I wish I had a dog and, you know, they would be prayed over them. And this one gentleman told us, like, I was planning on killing myself today, but because of these dogs, I uh, decided not to do it. And oh I was like, goodness. how would you do that? And he was, they would just throw themselves in front of the Hay Street train that comes by it so many times a day. Oh, wow. So they, they, people will commit suicide by that because of their frustration and their hopelessness. But the dog brought them joy and 
hopeful, being hopeful again, and so that changed their mind. Mm-hmm. So did the dog do anything special that day, um, or was the dog just being a dog? I, well, no, Molly's, it was Molly that was with us. And I Mo- see. And Molly's very intuitive on who has the most stress, who has a need. Mm-hmm. And Jill can tell you stories about when she was a study buddy, uh, but they, she would always go to the child that was the most distraught that day or had emotional issues that day. Distinct ability to know who needs to have the most love any given day or any given moment. Yeah, and so that's what she did that day. Right. Wow. And Marco's exhibited that on other visits. Another gentleman that was inebriated and crying and upset, and but Rocco kind of just jumped up on him and hug, let him hug him. And normally he's not supposed to do that, but this gentleman actually wanted him to jump on her and on his, you know, put his paws on his mm-hmm. chest and, and let him, and give him a hug. So it was just amazing how she he just knew as well. You mentioned going to the police stations and 911 call centers. I hadn't really thought about police station. You always think of that and 911 centers as being so busy. How does that work when you are in those types of situations? Sure. So we have all six substations in San Antonio uh-huh. in a week. We, we, we hit all of them in all other shifts, not just Jill but other other members in San Antonio. And we would just go and, and, and give them a, you know, cheering up during their pre-shift discussion, you know, their, their I don't call it a wardroom, I don't break room or whatever, their discussions mm-hmm. and uh, before their shifts. And then they would ask us to pray over them. So the dog, they love on the dog before they go out because especially the night shift, you know, it's a pretty crazy time. You know, they the night shifts get pretty busy. So they he was just, you know, they pray over them and just buck them up and tell them how much we appreciate them and how we got their back and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How about the 911 centers? Yeah, that that's really interesting because you you have the dispatchers and the call takers and they're the ones on the, on the you know, they're on the tip of the spear for anything that's coming through. I mean, they get there before, they hear it before the police do. Mm-hmm. And so they're actually members of the police department. They just don't carry a gun. Uh-huh. And so they'll be on break and they'd come out into our, uh, where we're standing and they just love on Rock or Molly or other groups that we, other dogs that we have there mm-hmm. to relieve their stress. Yeah. You know, so they actually just, and we had one in particular story where this it was off the call center one, one Friday night we were there, Jill and I were there. And this one lady we've seen before, we sort of build relationships and that's what we do. It's about building relationships with people. Mm-hmm. And the more they open up to you, the more they talk to you, that gives us an opportunity to tell them about Jesus and how that can really, if they don't know him, and so we can help them with that. But one night she came out, she was pale, visibly upset, and I was like, are you okay? Yeah, yeah, it was just a really bad call. So she started petting Rocco, and, and I said, are you all right? She goes, yeah, it was just really bad. And so she just kind of kept petting him. I could tell just looking in her eyes, that, you know, what's going on. And I said, do you want to talk about it? She goes, no, it's just... A person just committed suicide on the phone when I was on the phone with her. Oh, my goodness. What a helpless feeling that what must have been. What a helpless feeling because there was nothing she could do, but the person pulled the trigger while he was talking to her. Oh, wow. So, you know, so fortunately, they have counselors and people they can go to afterwards. So it was just an amazing, just that she could still stand there and went back in to work and finished her shift. I mean, I don't know how she did it. Mm-hmm. And Unsung heroes, actually. Yeah, and how great that you were there that day and that you happened to be that. It was providential, actually, in a lot of ways. I consider Mm -hmm. it providential that we were there that night so she could unwind a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So how have you seen God at work through the ministry with with Canines for Christ? We can talk about Hope for Hounds in a minute, but um, how do you see God at work there? What can we learn about God through the way your dogs operate? The dogs are, again, that's the ministry of presence. They're there, they're letting you love on them, and they're loving on you back. They don't, they're unconditional. They don't ask what your denomination is. They don't ask whether your, what your, you know, your salvation date is or any of that kind of stuff. They don't have, there's no judgment. Mm-hmm. So they, they just allow you to love on them. And regardless of what you've gone through, what you felt, 
or what you're going, you know, they will just be there for you and let you love on them, and they'll and they'll do whatever they need to help you to make put the smile on your face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I think that's really interesting what you just said about the ministry of the presence. Um, we hear we need to live in the present moment, and we hear, of course, that God is always present with us. It's it's hard for some people, including myself, to to be present. It's easy to think about what happened before or what's going to happen in the future, but to be right in that moment. And they just listen to you and they don't, they're not thinking about themselves. They don't need to tell, they don't have a pride, they don't have pride. They don't have an ego. They're just there to love on you. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why we call them dogs because what is dog spelled backwards? Well, of course, it's God. Right, right, (laughs) right. So there's a there's a method to the madness, right? Yes. So yes. absolutely. So they they don't have an ego. They just let let the let you love on them, and they don't have judgment. They're just mm-hmm. free. They just love you regardless. Yeah. So what can we learn about that? About how we can be present with people uh, more effectively? I, I think if you just sit there and listen, and don't try to interject your opinion, and don't try to fix it, just let people talk. I mean, I think a lot of times people just want to tell their story. Mm-hmm. and have people listen to them. And that's one of the things when we're working with the homeless, the thing that they like so much about it is that we see them. They're so marginalized that that population, nobody even sees them as existing. Some people think of them as subhuman. You know, they don't have any really benefit to the society. They're a drag. Whereas when we're there with them and the dogs, see, they see them as a, as a they're, they're a creation of God as well. They're built in the image of God as well. Mm-hmm. And so they're, they may be the least of these in his kingdom, but again, what, is, what does the scripture say about that? So we're supposed to be out there helping them and trying to get them back on the feet, but also to love them like anybody else. Right, right. So what can we learn about how God is present with us from their exam- from the dog's example? I mean, I would, uh, that's, a, that's a good question because you would have to be self-reflective on how much of my ego is there. Am I, am I, what am I doing this for? What, what is, am I always about myself or am I out there serving other people? Right, Jesus put a towel around his waist and... and and wash his, his apostles' feet, we should be having the same attitude. But listen to people, take the time. It's, we're such a busy state. We're looking at our calendars and they're full. We never take time just to be. Yeah, yeah. I always say busy is a four-letter word. Right. You know, just as bad as well, all the other words that you don't want your kids to say. Right, you know? right, right. But it's really hard to not use that word and not think that way and right. use it as an excuse. Right. So how, how, how are we all oh, busy, 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 or I'm tired, or... You know, instead of saying, I'm joyful, I, I'm, I'm serving God, or whatever the case may be, that's it's just changing your paradigm in your mind that uh, I'm not too busy for God. I can always slow down and listen to him, mm-hmm. which allows me to listen to other people. Yeah, yeah. Calm your spirit. That's, that's so great, that presence of God, right. seeing that with the dogs. Right. Yeah. And, you, and your own presence is showing that the love of God flows through you mm-hmm. by being there and listening and bringing your dog. And so you have that dog calms their calms their spirit, allows them to talk to you, but if they're talking to you and you're not paying attention, what does that tell them? Right. right? So you listen to them and try to interject when it's necessary, when, as necessary, but you know, you just try to let them tell you their story and then a lot of things will come out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. This is really challenging um, to me and I hope to our listeners too, to think about being present with other people and allow allowing ourselves to be vulnerable enough for God to be present through us with other people too. Exactly. Well, before you tell us a little bit about um, Hope for Hounds and your other activities, um, I'd like to take a little break and uh, we'll talk about our sponsor today. 
Wheeler's Western Outfitters has an amazing selection for anyone who ranches, owns dogs, cattle, horses, participates in 4-H, or just enjoys feeding the deer. Find a full line of hats, boots, clothing for men, women, and kids, beautiful jewelry, hunting gear, high-end horse trailers, and feed for your dogs, horses, and livestock. They have great products and advice, plus they greet you with a smile and a helpful attitude. Wheeler's Western Outfitters, IH10 in Bernie, or wheelersoutfitters.com. God and Our Dogs has great sponsors. Please thank them when you see them. Branscombe Law, Wheeler's Western Outfitters, Kendall County Abstract, and the Rivers Team with Phyllis Browning. Because of them, we have a wonderful website, godandourdogs.com, with bonus material inspired by show guests for on the Want a Treat page. Check out the show webpage for regular updates, resources, and thoughts to ponder. That's godandourdogs.com for lots of treats. Discover a new perspective, God and our dogs. Hi, this is Dwayne Rivers with the Rivers team at Phyllis Browning. This is God and Our Dogs with Meg Greer. This is Meg Greer, and we're back on God and Our Dogs. And our guest today is Ross Powell, who's the founder of Survival 401k. And he has also been very active as a chaplain with Canines for Christ and also the founder of Hope for Hounds, which we're going to talk about in a minute. Before the break, though, we talked a lot about Canines for Christ and um, the dogs that he's worked with in that program, Rocco, Molly, and Haley. So, Ross, thanks for being with us today. Sure, thank you. I'd, I'd love to hear a little bit about how you got inspired to start Hope for Hounds. Sure. I mean, actually, the, it came from our work with the with community under the bridge uh, down on Chestnut Street here in San Antonio at, through Canines for Christ. So we're there taking our dogs down to minister people during their feeding periods and their church service and stuff. So we'd be out there just... People be standing in line, and if it's hot, they're getting kind of agitated, and so the dogs will actually calm people down, even in that matter. So we, but when we were there, we started seeing people with other dogs, not just our Canines for Christ people, but individuals with small dogs, Chihuahuas and Terriers, and mm-hmm. a few a few larger dogs. We're like, well, what do they do for vet care? I'm sure they don't. And I, we did talk to them, and they don't have any way to get it done. I mean, they might have the Manual Defense League, or uh, there's some places downtown that might help you, but normally the dogs don't have any vaccinations. So am I? We said, well, that's interesting. So my wife went home after that and sat on her back porch and and contemplated, you know, what what can be, what's what are we supposed to do next? But this is not all there is. And so we're getting older, and, and we can hopefully one day we'll retire, and it won't be my urn when I retire; it'll be actual retirement. And and so we were thinking, well, what can we do? What it's going to be dogs. I'm sure it's going to be something with dogs. And so she went up to go take a shower, and I'm still sitting there, and she comes back. I have an idea. What about we do vet care for the homeless? I said, oh, that's awesome. So we started dancing. So I said, well, how about, why don't we call it Hope for Hounds? And because, oh, that's awesome. So we started talking to all the people we knew and got our daughter involved that's a vet tech. And then we talked to our vet, and she decided to come on board. So we had built a board out, got our website going, and we did our first clinic in the, in March of 2020. And we got, the thing that's so, it's a miracle, is we submitted our paperwork to the IRS December 5th for the 501c3, December 5th of 20, 2019, Received it January 10th of 2020, 30 oh, days. Oh, wow, that's amazing. Almost less than 30 days, yeah. which normally it takes six months to get it. So we said, uh-huh. all right, there's affirmation. And then, then we got covered on KSAD and 
Atkins Five and a few got a little publicity out of it. And we're doing our doing our clinics, and so we're we've done I don't know, half probably what, twelve clinics so far in the last few years. And that's seeing, quite a bit, oops, especially 70, with COVID. Right. I mean, that's amazing. Right. So we had our COVID protocols, but we still saw the homeless and and uh, did the, take care of their dogs. So they get a full battery of vaccinations. They get checked out by the vet. If they want to get their dogs spayed or neutered, we provide for that as well. We work with local veterinarians to give us a discount and, and get all that done. So look, because a lot of times the homeless will use those dogs, breed them, and sell them to other homeless people. It's almost like a bartering system. Oh, wow. So we're trying to stop that simply mm-hmm. because we don't need any more extra dogs on the street. Right. Well, speaking of that, doesn't Hope for Hounds also have a rescue kind of component to it? Or is that just something that happens every now and then? Oh, well, that's, it's more of a, a ad hoc kind of thing. We like we just, just help with one called Striker. And Rocco, our dog diving dog and therapy dog, he was a rescue through Hope for Hounds. So we do have that part of it, but that's not our primary job. And we, and we also microchip the dogs. So if their dogs get lost or stolen and they get retrieved, so we'll actually re, re, reunited five dogs with their owners uh, through the microchip program. Oh, wow. So, yeah, it's a, it's a great thing. So, yeah, Hope for Hounds does a lot of good work with the homeless. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, tell us a little bit about Stryker. Oh, sure. I mean, Stryker was just an amazing, this is a total God-orchestrated event. There could not be anything else. So Jill and I moved to Pleasanton, Texas about in January, and where we live Around the corner, we keep drop, we drive by where we could come or go. There was a dog tied out, beautiful German Shepherd, uh, just tied out, not emaciated, not fed very well, not exercised. I mean, starved, starved for affection. And every time we go by, we both get teary-eyed and just say, you know, we need to do something about that dog. And you know, one month goes by, two months go by, and we just, I, I said, I've had enough. So one night after we, we came back from dinner, I saw the owner out there, and. Uh, we just stopped and went to go talk to him, befriended him, and said this dog would be, because he's sweet as heck. You know, he, he has him tied up for security, but the dog wouldn't hurt anything. Mm-hmm. So, so you're tying this dog out for no reason. He's not gonna, he's not gonna be a good guard dog for you. He's, a, he's better to be a therapy dog or, or somebody's service dog kind of thing. And so, oh, I'll think about it. And we just, so I just started clandestinely feeding the dog at night. I so I drive over around at about 10 o'clock at night and pour four cups of food in his bowl, and he would just hoover it. Right, mm-hmm. and so I do that night after night. But I can bonding with the dog, but at the same time, each time I see the owner, I just want to let you know I've been feeding the dog because he doesn't look good, and so and just ministering to him too because he's got his own pain because he's he's a reco- well, not recovering. He's a full on full on alcoholic that's got liver disease. And oh wow! Yeah. So he's got his own pain that he's killing. Right. So you have to have compassion, even though I was angry at him because the way he treated his dog. God also put on my heart, you need to love on this guy too. Mm-hmm. It's going to change his heart. So he kept balking about giving the dog up. And so eventually I just said, look, I'll, I'll give you some money for him, if nothing else. And he goes, no, no, I'll get back to you. But then lo and behold, he said, all right, I'll, I'll sell you the dog. And we, we picked him up, got him cleaned up. And within, I think you saw the post on Facebook, mm-hmm. he was picked up by a gentleman that was a retired firefighter of 30 years and saw over 500 deaths and just got severe PTSD. Oh, that would be difficult. For, paramedic, oh P, a paramedic, uh, EMT paramedic. And so he's, yeah. that, the dog and him bonded immediately and, and he's, uh, and they're loving each other. He, now he lives in an air-conditioned space and, and somebody that cares for him. I talked to the owner yesterday and he's saying I'm loving on him and I'm talking to him all day long and he's loving on me. And so it's made, it's a perfect reunion, a reunion for those two. How, how do we see God in that situation with Stryker? That you never lose hope. God's always going to come for you. 
Regardless of your circumstance, God's always going to be there for you, and God will come and rescue you. Mm-hmm. So I might get choked up on this one. But. Yeah, yeah. Well, and and God rescues in unexpected ways sometimes, doesn't he? Right, right. He put on our hearts to go help this dog, not knowing who the owner was going to be. Mm-hmm. And the owner we gave him to actually was a friend of ours that's done work with us and is a friend of ours. And, and we, did, we knew his story, but we never really put together that he didn't have a dog. He wanted a dog. Mm-hmm. And so it just turns out that God just, you know, it, through his own providence, made this all happen just really quickly, too. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's always kind of a challenge to think about uh, God rescuing um, because not every situation can be, you know, perfectly played out like a Hallmark movie. Right, right. right. But I think God is the star of the Hallmark movie. Right. In so many ways, not mm-hmm. us. Right. And um, his ultimate goal is to connect with us, right. regardless of the situation. Right. And then, re- and I can attest to that because once we, 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 we moved the dog and we told him we went to a great home, the gentleman, and uh, we actually loved on him. We gave him a big hug and he said, well, next time you guys go to church, can I go with you? Oh, wow. So, you know, that's just kind of showed that the, the love that we poured on him with the ultimate goal was to, to, get, to release the dog. But at the same time, God put compassion on our own hearts to say you need to minister to this gentleman as well. Mm-hmm. So at, I think that just kind of shows that God loves everybody and works all things together for the benefit of those who work for him and work, you know, mm-hmm. do his bidding. Yeah. So, you know, that the Romans eight twenty eight minute is a true thing because that, that, that was just showed, played out this week. Right. And, and you, you could never have scripted that. No, no. Yeah. Well, Ross, it's been so much fun to listen to the stories Time always goes so fast when we talk about two of our favorite subjects, God and dogs. Right. Amen. And I'd love for our listeners to know more about Canines for Christ and Hope for Hounds. How can they find out more about those two organizations and get involved if they feel called to do so? Absolutely. So for Canines for Christ, you can just go to the web and type in canines, the word canines, the number four, the word Christ.org. And you can, there's a website there. You can find out everything you wanted to know. If there's not, there's a contact number, an 800 number for you to call. And I would add, that's not just a San Antonio oh, no. organization. That's a national organization. That's a national worldwide organization. We have oh, actually worldwide. in 38 states and six foreign countries. Wow. About 900 great. members now mm-hmm. and growing. I mean, growing every day. So it's, yeah. it's, uh, so that the website's pretty robust. So pretty much everything you want to know, but there's a number to reach out to. And you, and some, and you also have a, a really nice Facebook page. Um, that encourages people, so you can they can always follow it on Facebook and see what kind of activities. Oh, sure. Um, yeah, we post every day, a couple times yeah. a day, and you'll see stories of people serving and, and or just motivational, mm-hmm. scriptural kind of things as well. Great. And how about Hope for Hounds? Sure. Hope for Hounds is very similar. It's Hope, the word Hope, the number four, and Hounds, H-O-U-N-D-S dot O-R-G, and it's we'll show you what we're doing and our what our goals are and when our when our clinics are. And how you can help, and, and if you're interested in wanting to volunteer, so there's a you, there's a phone number on there as well to call. Mm-hmm. Well, Ross, it's been so much fun to hear your stories, and um, I'm I have to tell our listeners that we do have the benefit of having Rocco with us today. And Amen. thank yeah. you for bringing him, and thank you that Jill joined us too. Jill, if our listeners are interested in hearing more great stories about Canines for Christ and Hope for Hounds, she was. Um, interviewed during our first season so you can find her podcast on our website or your favorite podcast sites too jill powell and um check out 
uh, the web because Rocco is always dock diving. So you can see how he is faring in his adventures. Yep. So, well, thank you for being with us today, Ross. Thank you, ma'am. Great being here. This is Meg Greer, and you have been listening to God and Our Dogs. I appreciate all of you, and thank you for joining us. You can listen to the show again on our website or subscribe on your favorite podcast site. Subscribe to our YouTube channel for show bonuses. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn at God and Our Dogs and click follow. Subscribing and following help the show spread the word about discovering a new perspective to rely on God the way our dogs rely on us. Discover a new perspective. God and our dogs. God and our dogs.com. Live or love the Western lifestyle? Then Wheeler's Western Outfitters and Bernie is your dream store. Hi, I'm Dale Garner. With 40,000 square feet, find a full line of hats, boots, trendy women's boutique, hunting gear, high-end horse trailers, and feed for your dogs, horses, and livestock. We believe in quality products, honest advice, and friendly service. It is the Wheeler's way of life. That's Wheeler's Western Outfitters, IH10, and Bernie, or Wheeler'sTX.com. Children's Story Time. The Patrick Heath Library is open today from 10 to 4. This is Bernie Radio.